Good morning for the Met Radio Morning Mixtape. I am Donovan LaCroixy, and debuting on the show, I've got comedian Jerry Hodges. How you doing? I'm doing okay. Yourself, Donovan? I'm doing good. I was almost tempted to say Gary. Yeah. <laughs> that is, yeah, actually, uh, that is my father's name. <laughs> uh, and people do people do mess it up. The main difference is I'm Jerry. I'm Jerry with two R's. He's Gary with an A and an R. Okay. <laughs> but was your father a comedian or no? Uh, he liked to play pranks back in his day. Uh, from what I've heard, but, uh, yeah, he started off as a prankster, but, uh, my father, he's, well, he's been gone since 2016, but, uh, he had a great professional career. He was the first, uh, African Nova Scotian to become a, uh, deputy superintendent of a correctional facility. Wow. Congratulations on that. An RIP to your dad that had passed away seven years ago. I'm sure he is proud of you. I'm hoping so. He'll. I feel like he has his hand on my shoulder whenever, whenever he's proud of me. All right, all right. But when he was alive, did he enjoy some of your comedy sketches back then? Um, he liked it. Uh, he actually watched me uh, when I first started out, and uh, wasn't the best jokes that I've heard. I mean, he's he's always been watching uh, older comedy. Uh, like before I even jumped into the comedy pool. So he knows what he's watched like Eddie Murphy back in the day, uh, Red Fox, George Carlin, Richard Pryor. Those were, those were some of his favorite comedians. Um, some of them, even Rodney Dangerfield, for an example, he's one of my influences because I'm a sucker for one-liners when mm. it comes to, when it comes to comedy. But yeah, I didn't really get, really get that much interested into comedy until I hit junior high. Uh-huh. Uh, so I was watching, when Comedy Network first came out, uh, I was watching, of course, Just for Laugh. Uh, there was a game show also on there uh, for a short time called Make Me Laugh. Uh, they tried to revive it from the, I believe, the 60s or 70s. And a lot of comedians that uh, you may see nowadays actually were on that show. One of them, well, a few of them, there's pa- Pablo Francisco. Uh, he was on Mad TV uh, for a short time. Uh, Alonzo Bowden, he was a winner from uh, Last Comic Standing. Right. Uh, Another comedian I remember from that show, um, and I had the honor to work with him during COVID, uh, doing Zoom shows. Uh, Vichy Guy. I mentioned I'm a one, I'm a sucker for one-liners, and that uh, that's what he did. Um, I bring him up because he uh, passed away uh, actually earlier this month. Oh, R.I.P. to him. Okay. Are you going to continue some of his probably jokes and make it to your own? Uh, well, I do try to, like, he, he knows how to work clean. Uh, I can can work clean. Uh, but yeah, he and he's one of my inspirations. Uh, Jerry, you're clean. I love one-liners. I'm not necessarily clean. I'm. I can be suggestive. <laughs> I can be suggestive with my comedy. I was just laughing, Woody, because if you said you're clean, I'm gonna have to challenge you, brother. I've seen your uh, I've seen your skits before, and I've come to the comedy club. Ah, uh, yeah. Right. <laughs> but that's okay. That's okay. Is it appropriate to have clean or dirty humor comedy? Is that appropriate? It depends. It does does depend on the venue. Uh, With comedy clubs, they're usually uncensored. Uh, There's a rule basically saying that you can't joke about something that you can't back up. You got to know, you got to know exactly what you're talking about. Like for someone who's not, I'm not big into politics. So that's why I don't tell uh, a lot of political humor myself. Uh, 
So you don't tell a Trump or a Trudeau joke. I can tell a Trump joke, but uh, you know, I'm I'm taking a trip uh, soon to the United States. So if I were to tell a Trump joke right now and they caught sight of it, they would immediately turn me around at the border. But it's not that serious. Uh, it's well, basically, every time when Trump was in, I'll just say it like this: every time I ever seen Trump in power, uh, I felt like I was the only person that went like this. Now and <laughs> now, whenever he made a speech, it was now and now. And now, and I know what you're thinking. And yes, I was waiting for him to have a stroke to match his face now. And <laughs> now, because he kind of has that, he kind of has that look in his 70s. <laughs> he look, he's 70 years old, oldest, oldest president uh, in office. Is Biden older than him? I believe so. Uh, again, I'm not, I believe so. Uh, so I know Biden, you're not familiar yeah. with politics. Yeah. I guess. Yeah, I'm not the biggest. <laughs> so but you have told okay, years, Yeah. <laughs> but you have told a Trudeau joke. Uh, not necessarily Trudeau. Okay. Um, it was uh, actually, this is going back years and years ago uh, when I was out east in, uh, I'm originally from Nova Scotia. I was born, born and raised in Nova Scotia. Uh, I'm not sure if you're a hockey fan or not. But uh, I grew up in the same town as Sidney Crosby. Okay. I know Sidney Crosby, but I'm not a hockey lover. But explain uh, to our listeners the same town. I'm sure you joke about him. Of course, yeah. Uh, but uh, here's the here's the coincidence behind that. Actually, I want to get back to the politics. There was a there was a mayor that Halifax had. Uh, what's his name? Peter. Uh, Peter Mar- was it Peter Marshall? I'm trying to think. Uh, oh, I'm, I'm forgetting. I'm forgetting his name. But his name uh, was Peter. Yeah, his first name was uh, his new first name was Peter. Uh, I've actually got to look. I actually got to look this up. Uh, yeah, sorry to be. What's his name? Peter Kelly. That's his name. He used to, he was mayor of Halifax for uh, the longest time. So they have a French, Atlantic French Festival or the Halifax French Festival. Uh, I was there a couple of times and uh, I joked about it and I just realized, yeah, that's kind of mean because uh, they have, I guess, I guess in Toronto, you have the midnight walk, something like that, the, the tours around Toronto. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We have something called the Halifax zombie walk. Oh. And uh, yeah. So I decided, hey, you know, I'm in the city. Might as well make take a shot at him. I said, I went on the Halifax zombie walk. It's a ripoff. It's a bunch of people following Peter Kelly around. Okay. Because he looks, right. he's, he's an older gentleman. He, yeah, he kind of looks like an extra from, uh, from, from the Dawn of the Dead movies. Oh. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I have to, yeah. Last time I saw him, I did see him at uh, the Halifax Shopping Center. Okay. Uh, and, yeah. <laughs> Holy crap, I'm right about this one. But didn't really get an opportunity to capitalize because it was right after uh, he left office. So. Oh, all right. All right. So, again, what type of jokes do we do? Do we crack jokes about race, sexuality, the community, uh, yeah. or yeah. no? Yeah. Uh, as I said, I you can't joke about something without being able to back it up. Um, I did work at a gay bar uh, for uh, for a few years. Uh, it helped me get in touch with the LGBT community, uh, getting to know, you know, getting to know what's all, what uh, the community is all about, right? So I do believe that the LGBT community is uh, is about love, right? I do know it's about love because as long as you have love in your heart and you don't want to and you have no intentions to hurt anyone, you'll be accepted, right? You'll be hmm. accepted by the community. But is it about love though? If sometimes if they're taking a joke too personal, in case a listener asks. It does depend on the joke itself. Uh, I'll give you an example here. Uh, see, I worked at a gay bar for about three years, right? See, I'm not, I wouldn't say I'm gay myself. I'm more, I'm more Denny, if anything. Uh, <laughs> I'm not very gay, but I do prefer, 
I do prefer to celebrate Gay Pride Week over Black History Month. Oh, all yeah, right. Because, yeah, because I'm not marching for Jack in February. <laughs> so you're an Ali for the community that is what you label your, what do you call it, what you would say. Yeah, because uh, okay. as I said, it's all about love. As long as you don't want to hurt anybody, one, you'll be accepted by the LGBT community. All right, LGBTQIA plus two community. So yeah. what if yeah. I say, okay, for example, I'm you. And what do I say? Hey, girl, what's up? And let's say I get offended. Yeah. What do you do? Uh, I just explain that it's just a joke. And, you know, I'm, I don't get a lot of people coming up to me saying that they're offended by a joke. They usually go behind my back. But I don't have a lot of people uh, doing that. Because uh, I have friends out east that are gay. And if I do have any questions about, can I joke about this? Can I joke about that? I do get their feedback. Because mm -hmm. I went to school, like I, like I wanted to go to school for like, uh, for bit, well, I went to school for business, but I feel like I should have went for like a media, TV, radio along those lines uh, to know in a way, you know, conduct, what's acceptable, what's not acceptable. So Having to work for a long time, being a working comic uh, for a, pretty much since I first started uh, and uh, being, you know, going to school uh, for business administration, a huge chunk of your audience happens to be uh, women and and uh, LGBT or I, I like to say gay community or gay com just to just to shorten it up. Uh, I know. You know so, <laughs> we don't judge we don't judge but i do what do you call it love to challenge people though as you can yeah. see <laughs> <laughs> so okay let's say for example i am donovan i am black i'm a donovan mm -hmm. but i'm just offended that you would rather pick gay pride month over black history month why and that might be a joke but that's not funny according to the donovan the black man if, okay, if you look at it logically, when's Black History Month? February, the shortest month of the year. Okay, and uh, what's Gay Pride Month? I, I didn't even know there was a month. Yeah. <laughs> June. Dude, I didn't even know there was Gay Pride History Month or Gay History Month. I didn't know that. Yeah, so, you know, if there was a march for, for rights of anything, you know, what would you choose, weather-wise? Uh, you know what? I wouldn't answer that, but I'm going to keep it to myself. <laughs> okay, okay. Yeah, I, uh, yeah, I mean, I I try to, with uh, my comedy, I, I mean, I am a black comic, and I do have some advantages to being, to get, to get away with certain topics, or uh, saying certain things that, say, a white, straight male comic can't get away with. Uh, I, myself, try to tend to get away from that, and just look at people being people or pe people being human beings. Uh, yeah, I did mention before that, uh, you know, I've, I've, I've worked at a gay bar. I've, uh, you know, I've helped out the gay, I've helped out the gay community. Uh, I, I read an article somewhere uh, that, uh, that in Canada, hate crimes are solely rising at one point. And the uh, people in this instance were the gay, is the gay community, right? So what I decided is, or my suggestion was to legalize what I like to call straight hate crimes, not like being violent or anything, but taking a regular crime that could even be seen as a misdemeanor and putting a twist to it. For an example, instead of a drive-by, you can have drive-by fashion critique. You see someone, <laughs> yeah, you see someone walking down the street in a, in a weird outfit. It's like, those dudes are hideous on you for it. 
<laughs> or as Joan Rivers would say, the late Joan Rivers, the fashion police. Ah, uh, yeah. Uh, well, not necessarily. They're just, yeah, they just critique. Uh, what about uh, holding someone up at dildo point? Give me your wallet. Oh. <laughs> or how about back alley makeover? Oh. Yeah, you, you hold someone in an alley, you give them a new look. And you know what I like to see? I like to see if someone would actually identify the person that did that to them and then they get called into court. I'm wondering what the witness would say. He's like, I don't remember too much, but when I woke up, my shirt was ironed and my hair smelled like peach apricot. <laughs> <laughs> All right, listeners, I hope you're finding these jokes funny. These are jokes. He's not, what do you call it, insulting anyone. Could I say, for example, what if I said, because this was on BBC, there was a Black man that identified as transracial. Could I say, what if I was Donovan and I said, I'm a transracial white man? I do have white blood in me, by the way, white and Indian in me. But what if I said I was a transracial? Uh, I would say, uh, stop trying to imitate Michael Jackson. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, he had, he had a vitiligo. So yeah, I, I don't know what's like to go through that. So uh, mm-hmm. I can't, as I said, like everyone makes that generic joke. Oh, Michael Jackson was black, then he was white, and then all this. Uh, yeah, to, to be honest with that kind of thing, that's something you really can't change. So I i don't know what it's like to go through that. So mm-hmm. I don't think I can, I don't think I can get away with that. Right. So you can't get away with saying you're transracial. Transracial. Uh, I do have uh, Native and Irish in me, though. Okay. All right. So. That's okay. We could joke about. What do you? We could joke about our mixtures, can't we? Yeah, of course. I mean, everyone's eventually everyone's going to be a mutt one way or another. <laughs> yeah. But we do talk about race. What do you call it? Race in our comedy sketches, because of course, which is not funny. Hate crimes are going up in the Black community, South Asian community, and Asian community as well, too. But could we spin it? What do you call it? What I'm careful uh, I ask this. Could we spin it for a comedy, for example? We could. I mean, I've I've been living in Toronto for over a year, uh, actually a year and a half now. And uh, I noticed that every, almost every race has their own, uh, you know, their own area, uh, districts. I mean, you have uh, Asian people, they have little parts of, you know, a Chinatown or Asian town, uh, a lot of areas. Uh, you have uh, Jamaicans who've taken over Scarborough. Uh, you have, uh, you have uh, the LGBT community taking over Church Street, which in some cases, sounds ironic uh then you have uh the the uh middle eastern people who've taken over toronto uh in every subway and every popeyes that's something i noticed <laughs> that uh yeah with every yeah with every single you know tim hortons even mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and scarborough actually is more south asian and yeah. a little bit of black but scarborough i know because i was raised in scarborough and a uh, little bit of durham region but durham is turning more south asian as yeah. well too i haven't been out that far uh at the moment Okay. Uh, at the moment, I am looking to expand. Uh, I'm looking to expand around uh, the Ontario area, also around uh, you know north northeast. I mean, I've I've done pretty much uh, uh, eastern Canada. As I said, I'm originally from Nova Scotia, so all over Nova Scotia, did PEI uh, shows in uh, New Brunswick. I actually met, uh, shared a stage with uh, what's her name, Nikki Nikki Page. Okay. Yeah. 
this was a few years back, uh, went there for a comedy contest and got third overall. Congratulations uh, on that. Uh, and this is, again, when I was starting out, I wasn't even, I didn't even get my, uh, I wasn't even in the industry for five years. And I heard about this contest. I'm like, what What the hey, I'll give it a shot. Went out there, got third place. So, uh, yeah, that's something fun fun to do. Okay. All right. And the Guinness World Records you were in in 2014? Yeah. Uh, well, 2014. 13, 13, 14. Uh, so what happened here is that I was living in Halifax and uh, Bell always has, has these, uh, has Bell Let's Talk for Mental Health. So one year they decided to try to break the Guinness World Record book for the most uh, text messages sent simultaneously. Uh, the previous record was by a school in Utah for over 600 people. Uh, the record was beat, was blown out the water. It was at least a thousand people there including myself. So for about a year and a half, I was part of a group, part of a group in the Guinness World Record book. Congratulations on that. I'd like to, I like to help out whenever I can with my comedy, because it's not just me just trying to get my name out there for, you know, for laughs. Uh, but also I do uh, some charity work or done some charity work, helped out with Oxfam, uh, also, uh, also for a while around uh, the holidays out east. Uh, we did uh, shows for the for the food bank out there. So local comics would come around. Uh, there was a local bar out there called Gus's Pub. Uh, we would uh, I would have shows out there weekly, biweekly. And when it came to the holiday season, we'd have people uh, either choose to donate maybe a toonie or five bucks or offer a couple of non-perishable food items at that point. So we we'll always want to make sure that, especially with uh, the holidays, because uh, they're they're, you know, we're getting to the colder month and people are going to be looking for at least a hot meal. Right. Right, right, right. Okay. What do you want to say to the fans that haven't experienced your comedy yet and they want to go to a show because the months are getting colder in October or November or the year ends December? What do you want to tell them? Uh, I want to tell them that with uh, local comics, uh, that's what you you should be supporting your local comedy, local comics, because for a while, uh, people were willing to shovel out, uh, say, a hundred. $200 $200 to see a big name comic that they saw on TV. Uh, but it's better to be in your local area and uh, maybe spend maybe five, five, ten, ten dollars and see local comics that can make it up there uh, one, one way or another. Uh, one of my, uh, actually, one of my good friends is Tracy McDonald. Uh, we uh, actually, uh, yeah, we're actually both from Nova Scotia ourselves. Uh, she's a graduate, graduate from St. Effects university uh she actually helps me out every now and then uh she actually lives in la and uh, she won and she won star search uh a while ago uh lives out in la does comedy out there and uh she we've been friends for quite a while she comes out to toronto she does tours uh every now and then i always make it a point to see her and uh, i do remember what right before she uh did star search that i got to see her uh, I got to see her live. So it's a good idea to nurture your local community or the local, you know, even if, you know, comedy, uh, music, artists, you got to support your local. Uh, so that way, you know, you have something, you, you have something to brag about. Because you mentioned before here, Donovan, uh, you know, I mentioned that I'm from Nova Scotia, same town as Sydney Crosby. Yes. So, yeah. So grew up in the same town. I actually grew up, uh, the house where I grew up was right behind the hockey rink where he played. Wow. Wow. You have a Sidney Crosby, Joe? Uh, uh, yeah, I actually have an impression of Sidney Crosby. I'm just not in the mood to whine like a like a little wimp. Uh, <laughs> and and here's the, and here's the thing too. Ever since I was a kid, though, 
Uh, my dad got me into sports. I, I, it was too expensive to play hockey, but I've always been a fan of the Pittsburgh Penguins. Always, like ever since Mario Lemieux, right? And when I moved to Toronto, uh, people just accused me of being a bandwagon fan, just jumping on the, you know, the Pen Penguins bandwagon, just because Sidney Crosby was the biggest was the biggest star, still was one of the biggest hockey stars. And people are like, you're like, you're a traitor. You know, you're a bandwagon jumper or your favorite team's named after a flightless bird. <laughs> yeah. But the Pittsburgh Penguins are the most awesome team. They're the most badass team in the NHL because they're the only team in the NHL named after a Batman villain. Penguin. <laughs> yeah. The Penguin. There's no team named after, say, Harley Quinn or the Riddler or the Scarecrow. Right. We don't need a team named after the Joker because they're already called the Toronto Maple Leafs. Oh, uh, 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 uh. you really think they're a Joker, eh? Well, in a way, yeah. But I was going to say Montreal, but the logo is a joke itself. If you you better Montreal, be careful they don't move your butt back to Nova Scotia. <laughs> <laughs> well, look at this way. The Montreal Canadiens logo, if you really look at it, it looks like a restaurant toilet seat. Oh. <laughs> it, it has the groove in the in the edge there, right? Hmm. Where every time Montreal blows a game, the fans can rest their chins on it and puke their brains out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I wanted to... I'm going to tell the fans, uh, if you've uh, stuck around this long, uh, basically support your local comic uh, because they're always trying, there's always honing their craft. There's open mics all over Toronto, comedy open mics all over Toronto. You know, come and go in. A lot of them are free. Go in, check it out. Uh, look, you know, support local comics. Uh, also, I want to plug, uh, plug something. Earlier this year, uh, I just decided, you know, I've been doing comedy since, uh, telling jokes since 2006 uh regardless if it's like in a in a coffee shop in a restaurant at a you know at a comedy club for open mic night uh whether there's four people or 40 people uh i'm committed to uh making sure spreading laughter so i just figured i would uh i like to plug this i uh actually wrote a book self-published it's on amazon uh it's called make them laugh greenhorn that's the title of it uh, and what the book is, it's basically about uh, some of my personal experiences and also what to expect if you decide to get into stand-up comedy, if you're just getting your feet wet. Like if you're planning on going up, if you've only done one or two sets, uh, it's uh, basically it's a guidebook to help out people who are just getting in the industry. Right, right, right. And that's a good guidebook to encourage other comedians. What do you want to tell them quickly where they may be worried if I say this joke, people will think I suck or cancel me even before I blow up. Exactly. I mean, I've, I mean, I've had instances uh, where uh, venues wouldn't want me back because I offended someone. Uh, this is actually, uh, actually, you were saying if I can get canceled. Um, there was a joke that I had. It contained uh, religion. And I did have that. That was the one time I had someone approach me about it, and I just told them it's a joke. Like, not you know, I, there's uh, there's going to be instances where uh, this is the best way I can do it because I did mention Batman. Uh, you know, I'm big in the into the DC universe over Marvel. Uh, a certain Batman villain actually said, "You'll always take shots from folks." that just don't get the joke. That's an unfortunate reality. People aren't going to find you funny. Sometimes you just got to deal with it. Just wipe it off, just uh, shake it off and just keep doing what you're doing. Right, right, right. And as somebody tells you not to come back, there'll be somebody else that'll tell you come back, right? Yeah, one way or another, you can just find another venue or a time if, because uh, as I said, I'm from Halifax originally and the, and the comedy venues there are few and far between or very little because uh yeah comedy clubs they uh dominate that 
and there's not a lot of open mics where you can go free range. So the place I was talking about, uh, Gus's Pub, uh, that's the one where we can pretty, pretty much go free range. That open mic I've uh, ran for about two to three years. And then when I was then during COVID, uh, I just decided, you know, I still want to tell jokes. So uh, we did Zoom comedy. Uh, the great thing about that is, uh, the great thing about that is we're able to meet comedians from all over the world. Uh, with that show, we met people from the U.S., we met people from uh, Vietnam, the U.K., uh, Scotland. Well, the U.K. is part of, I guess, Scotland in that case. Uh, but yeah, we met people from all around the world connecting, uh, uh, talking to each other. And with, uh, you know, with COVID slowing down, it's still around. Uh, with COVID slowing down, uh, you know, I just decided... Uh, you know, I got to stop emceeing and start getting out myself in the local area and uh, all, and around the world. So as I mentioned, I'm uh, planning on doing a small trip to the U.S. Uh, to see different venues. And uh, yeah, I'm hoping that uh, they'll have me one time. All right. So the message to other comedians, keep going, but watch what they say, right? I'm putting words in your mouth. Uh uh, if it's if it's watch what you say, uh, watch out for the venue. Uh, as I said, if you want to go free range, uh, you know, make sure that you're at a venue where you where in a way you can go free range. Uh, I'm not going to. I don't believe in. I personally don't believe in censorship when it comes to comedy. As I mentioned, just make sure that you can back up uh, what you're joking about. All right. Okay. Did you want to throw out your social media platforms? Oh uh, yeah. Uh, so my Instagram is Jerry F and Hodges. So it's Jerry with a G, G E R R Y E F F I N Hodges, H O D G E S. Uh, it's the same thing for TikTok. And, uh, on Twitter, I'm at, or they call it at, it's, uh, Jerry with a G again. So it's F N, like Frank no- November Hodges. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Want to keep the same thing going, but uh, yeah, you know, with Twitter, there's no very little characters in that case. Jerry F. and Hodge is the and social web- media. Yeah, and, uh, and I got a website too. Uh, so it's Jerry Hodge's Comedy. Again, Jerry with a G, jerryhodgescomedy.com. All right, all right, all right. Any final things you would like to say in one minute? Uh, in one minute? Uh, yeah, just as I said, I got a book. It's called uh, Make Him Laugh Greenhorn. Uh, it's available on Amazon. If you're looking to get uh, get into stand-up comedy, uh, please feel free to uh, yeah get. I say get the book. It's only ten dollars. Get the book. Uh, it'll give you some tips uh, and give you a lot of advice uh, that you're going to need. Uh, and if you're start if you're starting out, have fun. All right, all right. For Met Radio 1280 AM, I would love to thank comedian jerry hodges thank you so much for coming on the show and talking to our listeners no problem and thank you also to the listeners for listening to this episode